What's up, what's up, what's up? Yo, Woo. it's your boy. We are here with another episode of Sound Advice. I'm Marcus. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Kirsten. Today we got a great episode for you. Do we? Always. But today is going to be another great one. I was going to say better, but you know, I'll let y'all be the judge. True. It's going to be worse. But yeah, let's just get right into it, man. So what's our first segment? Who's trying to bring it in? Uh, I'll, I'll introduce it, I guess. All right. Um, so, you know, we're in the theme of uh, Halloween time. It's October. We had a segment last week on throwing a Halloween party. Check that episode out if you haven't checked it out. Episode 15. Woo. Um, but uh, so this way we're going we're gonna to continue. But this time we're going a little, a little less serious, but still good advice. And this is how to survive a horror film. As if you were in the film yourself. Ooh, that's a good. I've never. That's a good thing. I've never really thought about it. I already know the first. Uh, the first point. What was it? I know what you're gonna say too. Don't be black. Yeah, I had that written down. <laughs> For real? I said, don't be minority. Parentheses. Sorry, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> For real. You already know, man. All the black guys, people, they always die. Yeah. Like this is just a fact. Even in like scary movie, like the parody of scary movies. Yeah, even then, like no. they still die. And first. Except the... Oh, actually, no. I was going to say Brenda. She doesn't die, but she does die every film because she's black. But she always comes back. Dang. She actually dies every film and comes back. Yeah, and that's a joke. They though. bring her back just to kill her. That's, yeah. Cause oh, she, cause my God. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like it's always that and, like, the whole, like, sex thing. Because, like, if you have sex in a scary movie, you're going to die. If you're black in a scary movie, you're going to die. So those are the two big ones. So, um... Uh, be celibate and uh, be white. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of that segment. Perfect. Nah, we got we got a lot. But I feel like a lot of people in scary movies are like really stupid, obviously. So you know, you just gotta not be stupid. Like, one, my first point, blah, 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 my first point is uh, you know, stick together. Like, don't don't leave the group. Like, don't be like, oh, I hear a noise. I'm gonna go investigate by myself because like, the the killer's gonna be right there. And who would do that in real life? Like, I don't see anyone going off on their own in this scary house by themselves. Truth. Yeah, but then again, like, you got to think of it like this, like, um, like when I hear a noise, I get scared. For example, in my house, if I, if I'm not supposed to hear a noise and I hear it, I get scared. But at the same time, it's like, well, you know, I need to go find out what it was, you know. By yourself, though? Well, if I'm the only one there. I mean, in this case. I mean, in this case, yeah, I guess you should, you should bring your friends. But then you're going to look like a sissy, you know? You don't want to look like a sissy. So you'd rather die than look like a coward? Hey, I'm just saying. (laughs) Like, it's just easier to be like, oh, yeah, you guys got to stick together because, you know, we know we're watching a horror film. But, like, these guys are supposed to not know, you know, that, that this is a horror film. But this is how you survive. So you survive by staying with the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay with the group. Stay with the group. It's it's a good move. I hope so. It's always a safe thing, you know. The sissy thing is usually the safe thing. The sissy thing. Wow. You're shaming our viewers who are going to not die. Hey, it's like, all right. I'd rather die. I'm not die. I'd rather live a sissy than... <laughs> Die but being a. What if it's just you and your friend, and if you leave them, they'll be alone too. So buddy system, dude. Yeah, I mean, two people is always effective. Oh well, no, I won't no. say always. I'll <laughs> say it can be effective. True, but also in uh, the vein of groups, you know, parties and drinking and scary movies are always kind of a bad uh, mix. So like, if someone invites you to a party and like, you're like, "Hey, like this seems sketchy. Like there's a murder on the loose. Like maybe don't go to the party." Stay I home. got you. So again, but, kind of the sissy thing. But wouldn't that be like a really good way to like have a buddy system if you got everybody at the party just to like got that huge group of people, you know? Like that's like ultimate buddy system. I know, but they always split off because they don't follow rule number one and they die. Got them. Wait, so like 
only, don't go to a party if you see there's a killer in the loose or just in yeah. general. Because a lot of times the killer like is unexpected. It's true. I, I mean, think you know, go party. You know, don't like not. But I don't know. Maybe maybe just like go to the party, but beware of. What every party you're gonna be scared of like drinking because you think that someone's gonna kill you. I'm just saying, in the hypothetical that you kind of believe something scary is mm. going on. You don't want to get sauced either if you're gonna try to survive. You know, because <laughs> if you're sauced up, all tipsy and stuff, how are you gonna try to escape your your killer? Yeah, so just. This kind of reminds me of my lack of sleep dreams. Like, if I just got more sleep, I wouldn't... You know those dreams where I can't keep my eyes open yeah. and someone's chasing me? Like, <laughs> I feel like that would happen to me. Those crazy dreams. So I've got to get sleep. What do you mean? I don't know. Like, same with <laughs> drinking. Like, if you're too drunk, you literally can't do anything. True. Yeah, and that's very much the point. Like, just just <clears throat> beware. But know your surroundings. And, uh, again, don't be a minority. Um... <laughs> Also, uh, this is usually a movie rule. Uh, make sure you're not the most popular slash attractive person around, because usually that person dies. Dang, I'm getting killed, bro. This is messed up. Yeah, Marcus. <laughs> too popular. Uh-huh. And I'm too handsome. <laughs> These devilish looks. So you did. And a minority. True. My God. I should just not be in a horror movie, period. <laughs> Goodbye. But, but why, it, like, the popular thing? I guess they always kill the popular people? Yeah, they always kill, like, the hot girls and the jocks. That's messed up, man. So, I mean, even if you are going to a party or something and you're like, hey, I'm kind of cool, if you ever think that. So like, just be that guy that just, nobody likes. Or just find find somebody who's more popular than you and you'll probably survive. All right. All right. I'm going to bring Kelsey with me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <And> then uh, <laughs> yes. you're, you're still dead. <laughs> Thanks, Ouch. Marcus. Ouch. <laughs> All right. So, it says here, right? Yeah. Demon summoning and Ouija boards equals bad. Yeah. Uh... No doubt. I mean, without a question. Like, I hate those movies where people are like, hey, let's go use this board, you know, use this Ouija board or whatever. Like, I hate that so much. Like, what do you think is going to happen? You're trying to summon the devil. And it's going to happen. I mean, I've used one when I was a child. What? Nothing happened. Yeah. Clark, you tripping. I've used them as well, but. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, when I was a kid, it wasn't like a scary thing to me. It was more like a board game or something. What? No, it was always scary to me. Yeah, it nah. was a board game, all right? No, no, to me, it wasn't scary. It and was you like. one when Satan came. It wasn't, to me, it wasn't a negative thing. It was like, oh, the nice ghost will come and stuff. The nice ghost? It was never Casper. like a scary thing to me. Man, I would, I'd never mess with that. No, um, I remember one night, it was like, I think the power was out, but I was at home with my sister and her friend. And like, we all got around and we were just messing with the Ouija board. And I don't even think anything like happened, but. We started reading like scary stories online of like things that happened like to people using Ouija boards, and then we started noticing like just sounds around the house, and we got really freaked out. And obviously, it was nothing, but we were like, "Let's not ever mess with that again." And we threw it in my other sister's. See, room. me and my brother played it, and like it would move and stuff. But we were asking like silly questions because we were kids, and like I guess our mom kind of was like, "Oh, the nice ghost will come." Like it was not a scary <laughs> thing at all. Good old mom. But like, hey, the nice I, ghosts are gonna I come. I don't think the Ouija board is immediately like a portal for bad. Do they have like do they have like a a kid version, I guess? Like you no, know Ouija like, boards made by Hasbro or something. A lot of people think it's a portal you're opening to ghosts, but like does that mean they have to be bad? Yes. Because it's usually not even ghosts, it's demons. <laughs> demons I think are inherently. It's the devil. Bad. Ain't nobody trying to mess with Lucifer. Except uh Except these Ouija kids. Unless you want to see him. I'm not trying to see him. We can keep that long distance relationship. I mean your name is your nickname, at least, is Lucy, so it's a little suspicious. Ooh, got me there, baby. I mean, maybe Kirsten summoned you. Me? As a child. Well, that's weird. <laughs> he comes back to meet me in college. 
Oh, he's the friendly uh, demon. I will be the friendliest demon. Yeah, but if you're in a scary movie situation, you know, don't don't do that because you might die. Wait, so, wait, so there's this YouTuber that I've like recently watched. His name is like Lance. Mm-hmm. He used to be a viner. He's actually really obnoxious. I don't watch him anymore. <laughs> but he had the series recently. It was like definitely fake, but it was weird because he went on with it for like at least a month. Like where he and he vlogged like every day, so it was like very strange how much dedication he put into it. Um, but him and his girlfriend messed with the Ouija board and they like came obsessed with it and started playing with it like every day. Um, and then they made their own out of cardboard and stuff. Um, and then they brought it to a graveyard and did it right Mm -hmm. at the graveyard. And then they were haunted quote unquote for like a month and like he was getting possessed and they were filming it. It was this Uh, huge thing. It was Lance Stewart. If you ever, it was actually kind of interesting to watch though. Cause it was like, this is fake, but also it looks so real. Um, but like the guy, I don't know. They had, they got their house blessed, and the guy was like, "You should definitely never use an Ouija board like anywhere that you want to be safe, like in your house." True. And they're like, "Oh, too late." There's a kind of similar story, and I was gonna mention this later because there's one point where it's like, "Move out of your house if it's haunted," which is a good point. But have you seen? I think his name's Adam Ellis on Twitter. Yes. Yes, and he's had like he's been he's been going on for months, but he keeps tweeting about how his house is like haunted because like every night I think like his cats will, like, just stare at the spot, like, every night at, like, midnight or some specific time, and then they don't do it anymore. But there's, like, all different sorts of stuff happening as well. Like, I think lights, like, keep going on, and it seems really fake, but, like, he's going with it. And, like, so many people are obsessed with it. They're just like, this is crazy. It is, though, like, I don't know. I don't think it'd be fake just because it's so spread out. I don't know. know. Like, I have a hard writer, though. I feel like I could believe it to be true because I've, Stuff like that I feel like could happen. Mm-hmm. But also, it reminds me of, not to go off on a tangent, it reminds me of the show called Dead Files, in which it's a tag, t- tag team of, like, this guy who finds out the actual history behind it, goes into the library and stuff, mm-hmm. and this woman who can um kind of, like, sense the past and, like, what's happened in the house. She'll, she'll go in a house and, like, she can sense what kind of ghosts or demons are there. And it's weird because she kind of feels, like, their emotions and, like, she gets pain sometimes or, like, feels, like, very sad if the ghost felt sad or something. Weird. And um, it's actually really interesting because he, she has someone draw up what she pictures and then the people in the house are like, I've, that ghost looks like that. Like that's been haunting us. Um, was, where was I even going with this? Marcus does not look convinced. <laughs> this is I mean, crazy. even if you're not convinced, like watching it's very interesting because they don't, they don't talk and their stories are very similar to mm-hmm. what they bring up. Um, oh man, I literally don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, the house moving out. Yeah. Um, and sometimes like it's so intense. Like, a lot of times her advice is like, oh, um, just make sure your house gets blessed and stuff like that. But sometimes her advice is like, sorry, guys, this is so intense. You're going to have to move out. And they're like poor people that live in this tiny uh, house. I'm like, And they, like, built up their whole dream house here. And they have no idea what to do. Yeah, but she's like, you guys are going to have to move out. And it's like, Same. can you imagine someone telling you that? We're going to have to relocate. Like, We're going to have to foreclose. They're like, this like, is our girl. home that we saved up all of our money for. She's like, there's nothing else you can do. I've lived in this house. My family's lived in this house since 1892, and we ain't moving. Sometimes that's literally it, though. Like, they have a family heritage there. I was born here. I'm going to die here. I mean, that would be such a cool job, though. Like, that lady just be like, "Mm, yeah, the ghost in here is, like, really angry, so you have to leave. Like, just BS it all. It's really interesting because she, like, it looks like she's, like, feeling it or something. I don't know. It's cool. She feels it. The ghost told me you should try to move. Bill said he really likes your house. <laughs> she just really wants to move in. <laughs> so this place is nice. All right. Uh, back to the list, however. So, yeah, if it, if your house is haunted, move out. Or at least try to get away from there. Or, okay, you but know, that is a big statement. 
I know, but I'm just saying, like, in some movies, it's like, these people need to leave. Okay, yeah, but join also, a homeless shelter. I hate when they, what? like, mem- there's movies. They don't haunt those. A homeless shelter. <laughs> um, That's really funny. <laughs> like, someone needs to make a movie on that. True, though. Let's make it. Like a um, foster home. Not yeah. a foster home, a um, adoption center or something. <laughs> yeah, man. It's not that place like haunted. I thought, she, I thought Marcus said Wisconsin, but he said haunted. <laughs> Wisconsin. Um, True. I forgot again what I was saying. Oh my God, I keep hitting the mic. You were saying in some movies. Gears is tripping. The haunt. Like, something about moving out, how it's intense. Oh, because a lot of times, like, at least recently too, there's movies where, like, a son is haunted. Like, there's something attached to him. So they move to a new house, and the new house is, like, even worse. Oh, really? Yeah, like you know those all those movies where they start moving into a new house and like fresh start, and they move into a haunted house. Well, I've seen that, yeah. But that's like ridiculous. But I've never seen like moved away from a haunted house and then. Kept I've seen. I can't remember what movie it was, but I feel like the son was haunted and they didn't know it was attached to him. So like, okay, yeah. we're gonna move somewhere to get a clean start, but it was attached to him. True. Sometimes that is the case. Like even I just recently watched Babadook, which I don't think you've seen, Kirsten. No. Um, but like. Apparently, once you know this thing exists, like you can't get rid of it. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, so it's like you're kind of cursed the second it you follows. hear about it. Yeah, kind of. So there's some stuff that always follows you. But I mean, if if there's not something attached to you and it's attached to the house, get the heck out. Get the heck out. <laughs> get the heck out. Uh, also, uh, in terms of just being prepared, um, a lot of people's phones go dead in scary movies. So like. Have a phone charger, portable phone charger. Same thing with your car. Like, if make sure your car is not gonna break down because that happens in every single movie. Just be prepared all the time. Not to uh, put a hole in all of your ideas here, but wow. a lot of times the ghost itself just takes the power out of your phone. They like use that as energy, and your phone dies. That's why like flashlights die in movies because they'll take the energy. Exactly, from it. ghosts work on electricity. And in Ghost Adventures, in the recent episode, the ghost literally drained the batteries of their equipment. And it stopped working. Ghosts are powered by Duracell. <laughs> Sponsorship. It's true, though. It happened. They're like, we just replaced these batteries, and they died. I mean, I feel like maybe that's a realistic ghost thing, but I feel like in movies that never You're happens. right. You're right. But I guess maybe. The phone But the th- phone thing, too, is so obnoxious because it's like, oh, my God, we don't have service because we're in this house on the in the middle of the woods or whatever. Yeah, don't go to the woods. That's another one of my points. Like, don't be an idiot. Like, stay out of the woods in general. Stay out of creepy cabins. Just, just don't. Summer getaway. No. And then they see in the newspaper, it was just someone just died there. They're like, well, well. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, if you see that, like, stay away. Don't like, man, that sounds like a great place. Let's go there next time, guys. <laughs> Goodbye. Perfect. Ghost hunt ourselves. True. Also, uh, if you see a kid or a doll or a clown, you should uh, run. A child? Yes, because children are creepy. Do you species. know how it is, Clark? Almost all these horror movies got them horror kids. No, that's just a recent thing, I feel. That's a recent trend. Nah. The Boy. The Shining. Those are all new. Well, The Shining. The Shining Okay, but The Shining, he's not creepy. Annabelle. He's just like, well, not Annabelle Danny, too. but I mean the, the twin girls. Oh. Although Danny the is visit. creepy. Red <laughs> like Marcus is labeling all these new movies. Yeah. Well, The Visit was the grandparents, but True. still, but, those but usually, kids were ugly. Usually kids are just creepy, though. What if it's your own child? And like, Omen. Kill yeah. it. Yep, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Shake my head. Like, but it's more yeah. like if you just come across a random child, like if you are like at a creepy cabin and all of a sudden a kid shows up. I like, mean, yeah, that's freaking weird. Yeah, yeah that was my, uh, I'll have the orphan. Like, if your kid okay, is possessed, it. right? Be like, yo, we're going to go to Disney. You take him to Disney, oh. you leave him at Disney. What? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. What man. a strange like, thought. You have fun at Disney, son. <laughs> and then let him haunt all of other suckers, you know? I mean, he'd probably have fun. Yeah. <laughs> His final hours is like, you know, a somewhat kid trying to transition into a demon will be fun. 
Mickey Mouse gets possessed. <laughs> See, now that would be crazy. Okay, but think of the rise at Disney being haunted. That's scary. Haunted Mansion actually being haunted. Though. Yes. <laughs> that's a great ride. It would be scary is that, okay. you know, around the around the ride. world ride, that slow ride, that being haunted. Have you guys seen the uh, conspiracy theories in that ride? Wow, yeah, what's, what's up with Which it? Which ride? Uh, haunted Mansion. Small World. Oh, I feel like I've heard about it briefly, but no. Um, there's like these theories that there's like dead bodies hanging up at the top. Um, and then that like the dolls like hold their spirits and that workers there have like definitely seen people hanging up there. Like all these, even though like stuff like that's so fake, like reading it online, if you think it's like a real testimonial, it actually like freaks you out. Have you, this is kind of unrelated, but, um, like in the Wizard of Oz, because I always think about this when I think of the great movie ride at Disney, which closed down. But uh, Wizard of Oz, like in the actual movie, they say there's like a scene where one of the munchkins like hung themselves and you can see it like in the background of the movie. Yeah. And my parents always said this. And then I remember in high school in Kothmeyer's class, like he pulled up a video up and he's like, yeah, a munchkin like hung himself. But I don't know if it's true or not. Why would that be true? Why do you know. pull up the video and you don't see it? I mean, we, it's it's like a shadow, but it kind okay. Of I'm kind like, of curious, not it, to like disrupt. It's so vague, but that reminds me of that. So I mean, Disney. Why would knows? they leave that in the movie? That's so stupid. I mean, it was like the 30s, and they can't really edit. <laughs> okay, come on though. <laughs> no, I, what I, do you I just like, hang himself and they keep filming? I know, like what? I feel like it's not true. Oh, you mean like he actually hung himself? Yeah, it's like he's dead. But oh, it, that's kind of messed up. But the the actual footage is lackluster. Um, but anyway, if you are running from any of these things, don't run upstairs because everyone runs upstairs and you can't escape when you're upstairs. Yeah, I don't understand that. I get running away from the... First of all, why do all these people live in two-story houses? Truth. Don't live in a two-story house. Because they got them nice monies, man. They like that nice, you know, they want levels to their house, you know? But it's so dumb if you run upstairs, like run outside of your house or something. Also, call the police. Why does nobody call the police in these movies? Although the cops usually die if they do call the police, but still call the police. Although I hate too in the movies, like the police just happen to get there at the end of all the horror that's True. happening. You just hear this. Well, you hear the sirens, and it's like it's over. Truth. Um. Again, uh, don't have sex. Be uh, celibate. Because <laughs> people always die when. What they about get if together. it's safe sex? No, it doesn't. Like you can't. Dang. And like every movie, I think it was Scream and Friday the Thirteenth. Like everyone's at camp, just going at it. They it all follows. die. It follows was a prime example. <laughs> And uh, don't follow weird noises. We kind of mentioned that. Always make sure the stupid killer is dead. Like, if you manage to get him and you kill him, like, people are just like, oh, he's dead. Like, let's walk away. But no, shoot him in the head, like, 20 times. Stab him 20 times. Make sure he's dead. Shoot him in the head 20 times and stab him in the head 20 times. Yeah. That makes me mad when they just suddenly get up again. Like, and they're like, ah, they're all, like, happy that it's over, but they just get up. Yeah. And it's like, like, behind them or whatever. You stupid. And on the same vein, like, make sure you do have some means of defense, like, carry a weapon or find a weapon or something. Defend yourself. Defend yourself. I mean, what you going to use against Jason? Whatever you got. <laughs> I mean, right here, we can grab the speaker. Got a backpack. That, that would do it. Got some, got some joggers in there. <laughs> Choke and, them with the joggers. And uh, just wrap this up. Uh, trust no one, but also... um. Alternatively, if you just want to survive this horror film, start killing people. <laughs> join, right. join the killer. He's like, yo, what's up, bro? We could really make this happen, bro. Like, you'll, you'll, we could we could be so efficient <laughs> if just it's you and me together, bro. You'll probably live, and that's how you survive a horror film. Hmm. Start going. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
Maybe. It's like, I feel like the killer is like, yo, I'm not, I don't need no partner. Like, I appreciate you, you know, saying, hey, I'm crazy like you, but like, I don't need no partner. I mean, maybe they want a partner though. Because I feel like a lot of the times these killers in movies are very lonely or like, they Look, I have, just like, want somebody to kill people with. Yeah. Or they're like, they're misunderstood, like loners or just like, like, I'll be your friend. They like, have like, be like, I'll kill it with you. They have mommy issues. But, you know, if you want to survive, kill him. <laughs> don't actually do that. We don't condone murder on this podcast. Well, <laughs> sounds like we just did. <laughs> You're right. Sorry to interrupt, and I haven't been talking, but I've been watching this video of the the Wizard of Oz hanging thing. Yes, what's your viewpoint? I mean, there's definitely something hanging there. <laughs> like, it's not even a shadow. It's like swinging back and forth. Really? Well, why is there even a munchkin back there? Well, um, there's a lot of comments. It's a munchkin, right? It's a midget. Um, no, don't say midget. It's a munchkin, like in the film. They're uh, called the munchkins. But but it was a midget. All right, listen Little to this. Person. Little person, yes. Yeah. Um, I have a stepfather who's a huge fan of Disney. He said in an interview that uh, there was say, someone hanging back there, um, but they couldn't stop recording because it was low budget. <laughs> low budget. <laughs> Someone's dead. Let's keep going. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. <laughs> Me on my film. In two and then weeks. there's like. <laughs> Um, the, the straw man or whatever, like, kind of stumbles, even though it looks definitely scarecrow. I don't know why I said that. Um, but he stumbles, and it looks like it's definitely part of the scene, but the guy commenting is like, you can see him stumble to go back and help, but the the director on set forces him to keep acting, because it's low budget. Keep going, low budget. (laughs) Keep rolling. The comments on, like, videos like this are hilarious. We don't have enough time, we don't have enough money to to refilm this. Keep going. (laughs) That's literally, though. We'll clean them up later. And then there's, like... There's just so much. It's, it's a huge conspiracy. Oh, man. I got to watch that now. All right. <laughs> I love that Kirsten's just very invested in it now. I don't know. I want to look at this later. It's a rule. You should. Um, But, okay. Any? You have some a few more points here. I think I covered them all. You you yeah, you missed them while you were watching oh, yeah. the... <laughs> You're right. The <laughs> we uh, mentioned uh, Start Killing People Yourself. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Yeah, I did. Usually I tune in at the same time, but wow. Um, yeah, I personally, I mean, I feel like the killer always dies. Like, there's always a usually happy ending, so I disagree. No. I feel like. There's so many movies that don't have happy endings. Okay, but then there's the, in the next movie, there's a happy ending. Nah, Nightmare on Elm Street. The Boy. That's just a series. That's like, Freddy Never Dies. Yeah, What's but the boy's the, name? Because he's in your dreams. Rocket, right? It's not really, he can't die. What's the boy's name? I forget his name. It's a uh, Brahms. Brahms. <laughs> Nobody knows that movie, though. Brahms, he survives. Sure, we talk about that movie Spoiler way too much alert. for like no one knowing it. Yeah, <laughs> it was like the only the three of us have seen it. It was just a funny movie, but uh, all right, now y'all know. But yeah. Stay safe. Or, yeah. Speaking of staying safe, yes. our next topic is quite a different. It's quite on a different uh plane of thought, but I think it's important to talk about, and it's about Richard Spencer, who is coming to University of Florida tomorrow to hold a two-hour Q&A at the Phillips Center. Um, and tomorrow is uh, the 19th. So by the time you guys see this, it'll be, it'll be over. But we can talk about it next week, too, and like what actually happened, so this will be kind of interesting. Um, but <sighs> basically, he was wanting to come back in September, but the event in Charlottesville that got violent that he was a part of... Um, he organized it. He organized it, sorry. Um made the university be able to turn him down because like, hey, this is proof that you're violent. Um, but for some reason, a month later, didn't, that doesn't matter anymore. So he's coming. And um, just like a few little fact, 
points real quick. Um, he's paying $10,000 in security, and we're paying, as a school, $500,000 in security. Um, we have people from the National Guard. Oh, come on. He's a sissy. He's paying ten grand in security? Well, come on now. He's, he, that's all he has to pay. We're paying way more because we're worried about stuff happening. He's not. He doesn't care what happens. I'm saying, man, he's, he's too scared of himself getting hurt. He needs to go out there and just go straight up. No money. Just go out there himself, you know? Get his buddy to protect him or something. I mean, I wouldn't do that if I was him. <laughs> like, so many people hate him. Yeah, it's, he knows just what he's Just get a vest, you know, into. get a bulletproof vest, you know? He'll be all right. Um, Maybe wear a helmet. Wear a bike, bicycle I, helmet. I don't want to, like, cut you guys off, but just as for context, in case for some reason somebody hasn't heard of who this is or, like, hasn't heard of Charlottesville, like, this guy is just a white nationalist who pretty much, like, hates minorities, hates women, is very much on the right, like, radical right conservative. He don't like women either? No. He was like, women shouldn't have the right to vote. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, you can label him as neo-Nazi. Yeah, neo-Nazi. Yeah. Um, and he did a recent interview, which this has always been a thought, but he just blatantly states that he thinks the the uh, nation was better off when it was all white. Yeah. Dang, Which, homie ain't even like the women. What's up really. with this, man? Spencer, you're tripping, bro. Come on now. But um, I don't think he's met any women. Probably not. Yeah, he's he's so he's um there's National Guard, CIA, um there's actually a National Guard on campus today just kind of scouting out where they want to be. Everywhere. There was also today a Nazi protest downtown. <coughs> so tomorrow's probably going to be either... It's going to be epic. It'll be terrifying. Well, me. epic you can use in a negative way. Yeah. But... Um, which I'm hoping you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be epic. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, so another big fact that's kind of making it worse is um, the Phillips Center, which is part of the university, used to have control over the tickets but then now Richard Spencer has control over the tickets, so it's assumed that he will make it so that his followers can get the tickets to get into the event. Um, and if you don't have a ticket, you can't get in. So who knows what's going to happen to the Phillips Center? That's going to be a place probably of a lot of protest and possible, you know, stuff. possible injury. And I just want to like this is something that kind of makes I don't know for me it's like hard to understand how much might happen or not, um, but. My friend is in a photojournalism course, and their class is actually going down to the Phillips Center to photograph it, just for historical, you know, that kind of stuff, historical mm -hmm. event nah, things. bump that. They ain't getting me to do that. Right. Yeah, it's a little, I'm assuming they probably don't have to do it for class, but it's their class is going. But um, one of the things that, like, stuck out to me was that she said her, her teacher is teaching her how to use a gas mask. They're learning what to do if they get pepper sprayed in the eyes. Um, this is in class, like a photojournalism class, so, like, those things could very well happen. Yeah. So, um, I just want to ask what you guys are thoughts, thoughts on, um, protesting and if you're going, what you're going to do tomorrow. And then we'll kind of get into tips on protesting. If you, if you want to do this, um, I'm trying to make this more broad for people like, because obviously in this time period, like protesting is a huge part of our nation and stuff. <coughs> so, um, yeah, let's just talk about it first and then get into some tips. Um, I guess I'll start. Um, Personally, for me, tomorrow, I'm staying home and not going anywhere near campus. Um, but that being said, protesting is kind of, I don't know, it's very complex, I think, in this situation. And I don't disrespect those who are going to protest. But I was telling Kirsten earlier, like, I think protesting is such a huge, like, historical part of our society. And I think protesting is usually, like, really important. And I think it has made way for a ton of change and everything. But at the same time, in this event, there's so much room for, like, danger and violence. And maybe that shouldn't stop some people, but, I don't know, I feel like 
if you're not, I don't know. It, it's just really strange. I don't know. Like so many people can get hurt again, like tear gas and stuff. Like, is it really worth it at the end of the day? But also I don't think this guy should go and be able to like say what he's saying freely and like get away with it. So it's just very contradictory in my mind, but I would recommend staying away. But if you do protest, then like good on you, but be careful. I don't know. About you, Marcus. I'm like totally against protesting in this one. I think that first off, I feel like Richard Spencer, like he wants people to come out and like protest him Absolutely. because that will create discord among the community. Mm-hmm. And like to me, the best way to protest this situation is just to boycott it. Like just don't show up. Like whether you agree with it, well, if you agree with it, you're going to show up. But like if you don't agree with it, just don't show up. Like Because think about you as Richard Spencer. Like, if you're a Richard Spencer and then you are like, okay, I'm going to put all this money, all this time and effort into coming to spread this hate message. And then you get there and, like, you know, you got your your couple people who like you in the stands or whatever. Like, yeah, go Spencer. But then besides that, like, nobody shows up. Like, you just feel like you wasted your time. And, like, that's exactly how I want him to feel. Like, I just feel like people like him, like, he wants that kind of attention. So we just shouldn't give it to him. And, like, I totally understand, like, being, like, protesting, like, is showing that, hey, we don't support this. And, like, but, I mean, in reality, we all know we don't support this. Like, it's why, the University of Florida. Like, like why we do we have to prove it, it maybe? Like, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, as long if we don't show up, like, it'll show, I feel like it'll show that we don't support it. Because just, I mean, like, to me, it's like, for example, like, the Joker and Batman, you know, like, some stuff that the Joker does, like, he expects a certain reaction and like that's what he's going for and like that's yeah. the thing with like Spencer like he's coming to give this reaction mm-hmm. like he's not trying to change anybody's minds like you know he's not going to change nobody's mind about race you know like yeah. most people are like very stuck in however they feel whether it's you know equality or inequality so like nobody's going to change his mind he's not going to change anybody's minds he's just there because he knows that people will get riled up about it that's very true um because even in the way that he's speaking like he made a post saying like hey, like, the, I guess the left, um, politically, uh, like, if you come out, like, I will listen to you, and obviously, like, he's not gonna listen to them, and he just wants people to come out, so you're right about that, and I just feel like, like, I guess locally, like, protesting is good, but nationally, like, if this makes national news, which it probably will, yeah, like, he's gonna get so much more attention, and it's not right that he does, so... See, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, this guy is a nobody. Like, besides the fact that he's, like, racist and says some, you know, outlandish stuff, there's nothing about him that anybody knows. Like, nobody knows this guy. He's a a zero. You know, it's the fact that he'll get all this media attention, Mm -hmm. you know, because of all these people coming out (laughs) to protest him that'll make him somebody, you know? Just let him die out with the rest of the the minority of people who feel like race is uh, an issue. You know what I'm saying? Like, let him just die out. You know, let him come over, do his little speech or whatever, have the, the five people who agree with him show up and then call it a day. You know, let the police escort him out or whatever. Like See, We don't need nobody protesting it. I'm very torn because I do get that point that you guys are addressing. But I, I think it's important to know that he has way more supporters than we're giving credit for. Yeah. And I think the number of supporters that are going to show up tomorrow is going to be very surprising for a lot of kids on campus mm-hmm. and way scarier than even me probably will think like there is a lot more supporters than we realize there is a branch of the KKK right here in Gainesville that's very active and um there's just a lot of people that are going to come out and especially with this ticketing thing happening he's going to gather people that you're even farther away that really support his views and there is 800 tickets and I'm 
imagining, you know, that's almost a thousand people. So if even those 800 people show up that are his fans, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously not compared to 50,000 students, but we can't also assume that all the students that go to UF are um, left-leaning and that they don't agree with him because there is a lot of, I'm sure, kids that actually do agree with him right here. With, that's yeah. scary. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but even like going back to Trump's presidency and how secretive a lot of his supporters were about voting for him, there's this huge thing kind of studied on. And like, you remember when we were, when it was like the night of the election, everyone thought Hillary was going to win. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a sure win for her. And then as the night went on, it was like, whoa, what's happening? This is not supposed to happen. And what happened was like a lot of his fans go on these like deep internet sites of, you know, like 4chan and stuff where it's all like gross people. Um, But they said like, hey, don't tell your family you're voting for Trump. Don't tell your friends because of the backlash you're going to receive. Just like keep it quiet to yourself. And you have this group supporting you here, but don't tell anyone. So that's what a lot of people did. They didn't tell anyone they're going to vote for Trump because of the backlash they get. Um, But then they did it. Um, so there's like two kinds of Trump fans and it's like the ones that are very out there and you can very much tell they are. And then the ones that hide in the shadows, which Mm -hmm. is really scary. Um, so I think if there isn't anyone there to show up, I think, I don't think, I don't know. I saw this post that kind of changed my mind because I did used to think it wouldn't be worth it to protest, but what Richard Spencer doesn't really care about the people that disagree with him. He wants to rile up the people that do agree with him. And he wants them to be able to congregate in this place and celebrate themselves. And he wants to spew out his hatred and do the Nazi sign, which he's done before. So this is, no matter what, like, they're still going to be here and they're still going to, like, feel more together when they do this, which is really scary. And what's happening in, what happened in Charlottesville is, like, they that ha- they had a place to congregate and more and more people showed up than anyone thought. So if no one is there to protest it, they're going to have more leeway to believe that they're in the right and that no one disagrees with them. So I think a protest is going to prove that we as a school will not stand up for this. We did not agree with you coming, and we're going to show you that. You know what I mean? Like, I think that visual representation is really important of the opposition. Um, But I don't agree with anyone being violent about it. And again, it's like, it's a really hard border of, like, the whole punch of Nazis, uh, you know, movement versus, like, being the bigger person. But, like... At some point, you should, if they're getting violent with you, you know, I don't know. I mean, to me, like, the sheer numbers that are going to be there, because there's going to be a lot of people who support Spencer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like the sheer numbers should just be more reason for us not to go. Just because, you know, if people go and they protest, like, it's going to get violent, period. It like, doesn't have there are to, people, though. Like, there no, are people who are there, or, like, you know, I don't, I forget their name, but um, they're, like, a, they're a leftist group. Antifa? Yeah, yeah, that's it. They're already here, and, like, they're willing to hurt people. That don't agree with their views. I mean, yeah, both sides. Like, both sides are super radical, especially, like, on a college campus. Like, even the left-leaning kids are, like, super left-leaning because we are so young and a lot of people are kind of, you know, they just get worked up about all this stuff because they don't, I don't want to say, like, they're ignorant, but I don't know, they, they care very much about this stuff. And so, like, I think the radical right and the radical left are equally, not, not equally as bad, but they're, like, just as crazed and both sides like want to produce violence and like Kirsten was saying like Richard Spencer wants to rile up his crowd and if his crowd is riled up like the same thing's gonna happen where somebody's gonna like drive a car through the crowd or like pull a gun or something like it's insane I don't know and the way I see it is like at the end of the day if we were to protest like somebody will be able to say um something about us you know like somebody will be able to say oh well this person like put his hands on me this person 
said this or something like that just to like kind of justify you know some kind of violent thing going down so it's like for me if we just don't show up and then like they still do something violent to somebody then it's like even though it'll be a tragedy like it'll be a blatant you know neo-nazi to blame tragedy you know what i mean but i also think like in future and what history or kelsey was saying about how it's historically important like yeah, they face violence in every fr- po- protest. That's like the main part of protest is violence, which sucks, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we don't show up and like this is already national news, like it's yeah. already being uh, uh, widely spread and stuff. And if we don't show up, I I, I mean, obviously, we, we all know here that like there's going to be protests. Yeah. So 100%. I guess we're just saying this and like, what if there what yeah. if we all didn't show up? I think I again, I do really get your points and I'm still kind of torn. I'm not 100 percent on the side, but. If none of us showed up, like, what would that show the, the nation, I guess? is like, yeah. wow, we really are that complacent. We really don't care that much. Where like, we let this n- Nazi come to our town and we didn't do anything. Yeah. Because um, I also think it's important to, like, mention to the audience that um, there's businesses closing for the day. There's work on campus closing for the day. Kelsey can't work that day on campus. Um, there's Baby Gator, which is, like, a child's daycare on campus, they're not closing, but they're locking their doors. They're closing their blinds. They're really scared for their safety. Um, so businesses and people here are losing money because this guy's coming. So like, if we all stayed home, like, what would that would that just be like letting him win in a way? Yeah, that's why I'm so conflicted. But also, I feel like this almost shouldn't even be an argument. Like, obviously, there's no right or wrong here. Like, we're just kind of discussing this. Yeah. But the fact that we even have to discuss this is like terrible. Like this kind of thing should not be allowed, like not even on campus, but anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like I, I still don't get how he has like the first amendment, right? Because, because it's like, it's hate speech. It's fighting words. It's all these negative things. And obviously we're spending all this money and it's our tuition money going towards security for this like douche, like spending this money and we're losing this money yeah and like uh, again like people can't work like people's lives are being affected we're closing major roads like everything is going into turmoil for this one person Mm -hmm. and again like i guess if we didn't protest it would be crazy but the fact that it's even happening is a problem in itself and if anything like if protesters do go out and if protesters on either side get hurt it is because we let this guy come it's not necessarily the protesters faults it's just because we're letting this vile. Just because this guy has the the right to come. Yeah. But, like, it's still in question if he even has the right to come. Exactly. Because um, I was showing Kelsey this Facebook page, this one of my old history teachers who I'm taking again. He's really into social justice and, and stuff. And he's he's written a few books. He knows a lot about it. Um, but it's very questionable if he this is even still under free speech with the amount of effects it's having on our community um emotionally and physically and even economically like it's having a huge effect and also it is fighting words and that is not protected by the first amendment so there's still like there's a huge question of is this still allowed um but they are letting him come it's just very i don't it's a hard line of like is this university almost supporting it and the fact that like did they not fight hard enough like you know what i mean yeah and even from like I know it's already national news, but even if you go on, like, Twitter, like, it's being viewed as the University of Florida has invited him to come. And I know they haven't invited him to come, mm-hmm. but that's what it's being viewed as. And I yeah, don't... like, that's one thing I was going to say is that, um, like, of course, you know, the president and uh, whoever is, like, you know, on his team or whatever 
has tried to make it blatantly, explicitly clear that they do not uh, invite Mr. Spencer to come, mm-hmm. that they do not condone it. Yeah, they don't condone it. They're not okay with it, all that kind of thing. But of course, like, you know how people are. Like, people are going to say that they invited him just because they didn't, you know, force him not to come or something like that. So, like, at the end of the day, like, communication is something that people simply cannot do effectively. Like, and it's understandable. Like, it's hard to communicate anything, like, regardless. Like, whatever's in my mind, I'm supposed to somehow get it to your mind, whether it's something simple or complex. So, like, when we have an issue, like, you know, Nazis, like, of course, like, there's going to be so much communication uh, ambiguity and, like, so much, just so many issues with communicating ideas. So, like, you know, something simple is, like, oh, yeah, UF has to let this guy come or something like that. Somebody else is going to say, oh, well, UF let him come. UF wants him to come. And then same thing, like, Richard Spencer says this. Well, you know, maybe he didn't quite mean this or maybe I said this and, like, maybe I didn't quite mean that. But, of course, somebody's going to say whatever they want to say, you know. And, like, that just creates tension Yeah. because we just are not on the same page. So, like, even if we have, like, uh, disagreeing views, if we have, like, at least, like, proper communication, like, we have somewhere to be. But, like, when you have disagreeing views and you can't communicate your ideas properly, then we just have more issues. Well, that's the thing kind of on the same line that I have an issue with is, like, I said earlier a statement of, like, well, I like this this country was better when it was all white, so it should go back to it. Like, that's not a factual statement. This country never was all white. So how is it fair that he is spewing lies in his narrative and his viewers, like, fully believe him? For the left to say, to like be on this level of like, okay, well, we're just going to sit at home and we're not going to be violent or we're not going to fight your views because like they're, they're factually wrong Mm -hmm. and it's not, it's past opinion. It's like, this is not right. It doesn't even make sense as a statement. So I just think like, even though communication obviously is important, like if they're not even trying to reach to the middle, like how, how would we ever reach anything if they're not even trying well, my thing is, like, we're never going to reach any sort of consensus with people like them anyway. Because, like I said, I mean, they might be able to sway, like, the couple people who are unsure. Mm-hmm. But I say, you know, if they can sway those people, let them take them. Like, whatever. Like, to me, like, we should all just be very, like, uh, I guess, what, strongly foundation. We should have a strong foundation in what we believe, you know. And, like, if you really are, like, on the fence, like, oh, you know, maybe black people aren't equal or maybe women shouldn't get this. Like, then go ahead and believe it. You know, like, I don't care. Like, to me... um, if I can't change your opinion, because, like, he's not going to be able to change my opinion. Like, I've read some of his stuff, and, like, you know, i just like, okay, well, that's how he feels. And, like, that does no effect on me. And then it's the same thing. If I was to put on some quotes on Google or something, and then he read them, he'd be like, okay, well, that's how he feels. Like, it's not changing anything that I believe. So, like, to me, like, me going out there and saying, oh, yeah, we don't support this, we don't, whatever, he's going to be like, okay, cool. But it's not about him. It's not about pleasing him or proving something to him. I mean, to me, if we show up to protest, we're pleasing him because he wants the attention. But he doesn't. Like, he wants, he doesn't care about attention because he's already had it. Like, he already reached what he wants in terms of attention. Like, this is national news. Like, he's gotten enough attention. I think at this point, too, we have to understand, like, his main goal is to make this country all white. And he does not want women to vote anymore. And if he's holding, if he continues to be able to hold events like this without backlash, then he's putting his message across and people are believing it. So I think not protesting is like, okay, like, like, I feel like, you know, there's that saying of, like, sitting back and not doing anything is just as worse as being, on, and it's not, it's not just as worse, but, you know, it's still lower than you can, if you can do something, you should do something. To me, the very fact that he's showing up and uh, he's getting coverage is him getting his message across. Like, just the fact that he's coming and people know who he is, is him getting his message across. Like, 
somebody's like, oh, yeah, you know, this is national news. Richard Spencer comes to UF. And they're like, okay, who's this guy? They look him up, right supremacist. Okay, boom, just like that. Already got his, his freaking point across. Like, why is he coming? He's not coming to say, oh, we should all get along. Like, obviously, he's coming to say, yo, like, race is a problem. So, like, just the very fact that he's got this attention to me is, like, him getting uh, the exposure that he wanted. I mean, he already has exposure, though. Like, I mean, more than just that, what like, he it's wants, his exposure and it's his message. Like, he wants America to be all white. Like, that's his main goal. Like, he doesn't care. I don't think he cares at this point much about exposure. Like, But I'm saying, like, the fact that he would show up and people would understand, like, this is a white supremacist. That's his message. Like, people already get his message without him even saying anything. Just because he's already reached this point of exposure. So, like, really, like, there's really no best answer. Protesting, there's not a right or wrong answer. It's Okay, I mean, we didn't even say tips. So let's go and say I know, yeah, that's quick. what I was going to lead into. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, so, all right, some quick tips on protesting. Um, first of all, like Kelsey said, being safe is literally the number one thing. You really need to make sure you don't give any information about yourself out or your friends or your family because doxing is a real thing that, happens very often for a kind of small thing sometimes um and if you don't know what doxing is it's just like releasing your information to the public like where you live and what school you go to and what job you're working at i mean however people dox nazis which is great but you don't want yourself doxed in case you know anyways so don't give out your information i read this thing where you should um you know if you're worried about getting hurt or something maybe write some piece of information you have like on your arm and i can't remember i think it was like Maybe a phone number or something, but, like, not your name, not your, like, real name. If anyone asks your real name, do not give it to them. This is obviously, like, from the other side. Like, if you're in a protest with other people, you know, that you feel safe with. But, like, if the other side is, like, antagonizing you or something, mm-hmm. come up with a fake name before or, like, fake in- Like, just don't give out your real information. Give them the name Kirsten Clark. Oh, my God. <laughs> Even police, though. Like, me and Kelsey were saying, like, um, he's hiring his police officers or his security to come, like, they may seem, oh, you're like, oh, security, that's a safe person. You never know at the end of the day what security is, whose side they're on. Yeah. Like, don't give them your information because they can arrest you for something small because that happens a lot of protests um, or they can pepper spray you or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. they kind of have free range. So that's another scary element of it. Um, and then my friend said that in her class she learned have a washcloth with vinegar on it because I, I guess that helps with, like, uh, pepper spray. So does milk if you just, I don't think you should carry on milk. But I mean, <laughs> like, if. Like, sound like you're about to chloroform somebody. Oh, God. Cloth. Um, but yeah, if you. Uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> Advice chloroform someone with this vinegar cloth. Oh. <laughs> vinegar works as a great substitute for chloroform. <laughs> Goodbye. We get, like, killed from this podcast. <laughs> like, we're saying too much. True. Um, but yeah, milk, uh, if you have an night like by a convenience store and you can't see get some milk and pour it in yeah your yeah if it's like after the fact definitely yeah um and learn i guess just learn how to use quick like <coughs> like um what's the word first kit first aid kit stuff mm-hmm. um because you know, i mean this is all maybe it sounds dramatic and even to me it sounds a little dramatic but like protests like you really do not know what's gonna happen especially you're gonna end the line of you know like in the middle of everything yeah. so like carry a backpack with like the washcloth and like a first aid kit and um i feel like they're not allowing bags though oh you're right yeah that's very okay yeah that's another thing actually that i forgot um is if you're going to place a protest make sure you know what's right and what you're allowed to bring obviously this is very special case because most protests aren't really on like campus property Mm -hmm. 
um, with events like this. So our event, I think it's no backpacks, no water bottles. You can even carry signs. Like if you have a, like some kind of protest sign, it has to be like cloth, I think. Yeah. I also just want to say, I remember this post from someone we know that's very much leftist, um, <laughs> was saying like, oh, by prohibiting this, you're prohibiting the left from carrying all this stuff too. And it's going to... Inf- and what's the word it's gonna um get in the way of us like being able to protest properly or get protect ourselves properly properly and it's like okay but you don't want them having it either yeah. so like what what do you want this middle ground exactly. but anyways make sure you know what you're bringing and if it's allowed um so the washcloth you can always like put in your pocket or something um and like a bandana for your eyes or like like bring something like that like a bandana um the information thing and i guess if you are trying kind of to like not have your picture taken maybe like sunglasses or something you know what i mean like True. kind of covering your face a little bit um what else i guess no ak's don't bring it ak's god and i think one of the bigger things that's not like tangible is like try not to let them get you riled up yeah because we you all you already know what you feel inside so much and so deeply and how much it means to you like that's very clear from your protest which is awesome but like having them having them get you riled up and like seeing you at that point like you don't want to give them what they want as we've been saying Mm -hmm. so i think trying to keep your cool and trying to remember why you're there and who you're surrounded with that like also why why they're there um so and like keep it peaceful you know unless someone's attacking you obviously yeah defend yourself defend yourself for sure but like try try to keep a level head in situations like these that's the thing with protesters though like I think it's a good thing. Like, it's kind of admirable. Like, they're so self-sacrificial. Right. Like, because for me, I kind of feel, like, selfish. Like, I'm, like, staying far away from I campus. You, yeah. Like, I don't want, like, a police record. I don't want to get hurt. Like, not for me. Like, I care about the situation, but, like, not enough to, like, sacrifice myself. But I feel like protesters are willing to do that, which I think is cool. And I wish I kind of was like that. But I feel like because they're like that, they are willing to get violent if need be. Mm-hmm. Like, which is self and Yeah. So, I mean, if you're like that, like okay like i support you but also be be careful i don't know like you should care about yourself to some extent especially if you are young yeah you have family that's i'm sure looking out for you and a lot of family want their kids to stay home and they're very scared for their kids yeah my roommate's parents are like please do not go there and she kind of was like i'd be mad at myself if i didn't protest which i get yeah like considering her background like if you're a minority i totally get that Mm -hmm. that feeling of need to do it just again be careful and like look out for yourself at the end of the day you know put yourself first in those situations um and if i feel like documenting everything if possible is a really good idea True. if like phones like technology is so great like even if um what's the one at periscope i feel like that's not very popular anymore but like periscope honestly mm. like if you want to live stream stuff like do that Definitely. or live stream on like facebook or something because even just creating awareness of like what's happening keeps people updated like your facebook live stream that's a really good yeah. idea yeah. because like you never know what's gonna happen in that moment and if you're recording it it's you can and like that's another thing for doxing like nazis or something like yeah. they need the evidence and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and if you don't if you feel pressure to protest just because other people around you are doing it like make sure you think about it yourself and what you really want to do because it's not necessary for you to protest because others will i'm not saying like be complacent but if you don't feel comfortable then definitely put your safety and your mentality at at first before you go into something like this if you don't want to then don't basically and again by the time this airs like it's already gonna be over but but if this is relevant at all to any future protests which i'm sure it will because 2017 is crazy and we are in the weirdest political climate uh, then uh, these tips can be helpful for you. Yeah, and do what you think is right. Um, and you can also help out in other ways. 
donating money, raising awareness to your friends and family. You know, you can help out in other ways if you don't feel comfortable protesting. Stage your own marches somewhere Exactly. Else. All right. Um, so, yeah, be safe out there, kids. And we will discuss more Richard Spencer after math um, next week. All right. So moving on to a very much lighter note. Actually, kind of similar in... Uh, <laughs> What could happen to you at protests? These are all kind of similar. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Murdering, uh, protesting. <laughs> all right, Marcus. All right, third segment <laughs> is our worst injuries. Dun, dun, dun. That's so funny. Like, what if your worst injury was from a protest? And we just go back? <laughs> true. <laughs> that would be uh, that would be crazy. It really is weird how it kind of connects like that. True. Um, but okay, so right, what we're gonna talk about is um, you know, our worst injuries. So <laughs> Thank you. anything that uh, happened to you that has caused some kind of scar blemish or other or you know honestly like, we can get to like emotional injuries too oh, I mean, oh my god you know like why not well, we, gotta have, we don't have too much time here fellas but just just a little forewarning but i'll tell two of my stories okay, that i ahead. remember so like there was one story where i was probably like 15 maybe 16 but um i was like practicing soccer outside of my grandma's house and we're on this really uh badly paved street and so i was just you know kicking the ball around and then I accidentally stepped on the ball while I was running to kick it. And then that just like, you know, threw me over. And then I had to catch myself with my hands and my hand just slid all across the pavement. And it just, I mean, it just made my hand look disgusting. It was gross. And it took a long time for it to heal too. But I mean, now it's just a pretty little scar. You can't even tell anymore, but yeah, that messed me up. I hate pavement, like injuries like that, especially you usually get them when you're a kid Mm -hmm. and they're so painful. Yeah. no. It's like rug burn times a hundred. For, I wouldn't even compare that to like, this is crazy. Yeah, it just feels horrible. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, it's like the you know how the road is all like kind of gravelly and yeah. got rocks everywhere, like yes. landed right on some rocks. It was just terrible. But anyway, that was one story. And then another story was actually at UF. I was going to work, so I work or well, I used to work um, really early in the morning, like every day. And so one morning I got up, <laughs> I jumped on my skateboard, and I was like going down this ramp that is connected to the stadium. But oh, the night before it was raining, so the floor was wet and it was still drizzling. And so I just wasn't even thinking. So like I have to take this sharp turn off of the ramp and like I didn't slow down at all. So like I just took this sharp turn on a wet road and then like my board just kept oh. going straight. <laughs> like I was turning but like the board <laughs> kept going straight. So like I flew off the board and like you know, I did the exact same thing to my hands. Oh. Like I just tore up my hands again on the UF street. And then my board flew in the street. But it was crazy because, like, well, crazy cool because, I mean, no cars were on the road. So, like, I didn't get ran over or anything. <laughs> Luckily. But, like, you know, if there were cars, like, I could have gotten a lot a lot worse. Yeah, that but, was really scary. Yeah, it was crazy. But, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, I just kind of, like, brushed off my hand. Still made it to work on time. <laughs> and none of my coworkers even knew that, like, I had this, you know, giant gash in my hand. Oh, my God. That's not safe for anybody. That's <laughs> dead. Yeah, like, get a Band-Aid. Yeah. Watch it. Really quick, I this isn't my worst, but um and also if you're not into gore, you should probably not listen. <laughs> yeah. But um I used to scooter around my neighborhood without shoes. Um yeah. <laughs> I can already feel it. I won't go into detail, but I <laughs> I don't know why I did this, but I did. And then I would you know how you like stop with your foot? I would just like put my toe though went first. And like I, my my toes will always be like all bloody and stuff because yes. I was I don't I either ran over it or I just yeah okay I'm done but that just reminded me of your yikes game. see for this segment I thought I wouldn't have any injuries but now they're all coming to mind yes. <laughs> after these stories 
like, but I guess the feet one, like, for some reason, I op- like I had a phase where I just only wore flip flops. <laughs> oh my like god, years. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. I was like noted for it, but I used to like I would go to Naples in the summer with my grandma, and I would ride my bike, and but I would wear my flip flops like on the bike. I don't know why. Um, but for some reason, I don't know what it was, but I would always hit my pinky toe on like some part of the bike. I don't even know what it was, but I remember it always hurt. And like one day it was just like super bloody. How do you hit your pinky toe on the bike? Like I what don't, part are you hitting? I don't, I don't even remember. This is weird. Maybe the wheel, like when you like accidentally let go or something. Maybe. I have no idea, but I remember it always happened. And I think at some point, like I thought my pinky toe was broken cause like I could not move it and I still feel like I can't move it. So oh my God, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but uh that was that story but also the pavement thing um i when i was a kid on like the playground it was like kindergarten yeah i was running around and there were like rocks and i remember like some kid like i, I think it was one of the kids i had a crush on who i mentioned many podcasts <laughs> ago uh but i was like trying to be impressive or something but i think he like threw something at me and i have like no coordination and i tried to like grab it but i like fell but i landed on my face and my face Jesus. just like went into the, like the rocky gravel, Ugh. and I just remember I had like the huge just like gash down my nose. That's terrible. And I had like a scar for like weeks, and it was bad. Oh, well, this is really gory. This yeah. Is, this is Dang. Terrible. But also, I have so many. I feel like I talked about this for like twenty more minutes, which is sad. I mean, give me one more. Give me one more good one. Um. Okay. This is kind. Of, I'm gonna shorten the story, but it's definitely my worst one. I was telling Kelsey about this a little bit earlier, but um, I was like 12. My mom and I was my, with my mom at Home Depot, and we were doing gardening work. So we got a bunch of rocks, you know, the small ones. Mm-hmm. They come in huge bags, like set, like I don't know, five pounds bags. She got a whole cart full of them because we're doing a big area. So go outside with the cart. She has a trailer um, attached to the back of her truck, and she's like opening the door. So I'm like by the cart. This semi comes and drives so close to it. It was very like out of body. Um, drive so close to us, his one of his wheels like hits the uh, the uh, cart. It falls onto me, and I'm pinned between the cart and the trailer, like oh my, my leg God. of like 25 pound rocks, you know, total. Yeah. But my leg is pinned there for a long time because my mom's at the car, and then obviously I'm screaming. She runs over, takes her a minute to lift it because it's so heavy, and it wasn't bloody or anything, but like. Just the pain. The bruise on my leg was so bad. Like, I could barely walk. It was, like, the weirdest. You know, like, your finger got pinched in something? It was, like, my yeah. whole leg. Um, And we were, like, going inside in Home Depot, freaking out. Like, hello, this truck driver just did this. And they were being so unhelpful. They are like, oh, we can't do anything about it. My mom's like, can you at least give her ice? She, they're like, here's this, like, cold soda from the, <laughs> from the, uh, but you're going to have to buy it. Like, so. You have to buy it? We literally went to the police with this because they were so like awful to me because I'm a child. Yeah, what? <laughs> That's insane. I'll no give, ice. I'll give you a Mountain Dew, but you gotta pay for it. <laughs> That's literally what they were doing, and I'm like sitting in the car crying like by myself, and my mom goes in like so upset with the life. That's insane. And they were acting like they couldn't do anything Those with the driver. Are savages, man. My oh mom was my like, God. you know, when your mom gets really mad yes. about something, she was furious. Like, dang. Oh, my leg was bruised for a very long time, and like hurt. I was like almost afraid afraid it was like sprained or something luckily it wasn't but it was just like such a weird like how did this truck drive so close it knocked this whole car down i don't know i almost think it didn't happen i know it did but like just telling it it's like it's what the heck that is hilarious but i can't even believe it right and the i mean the favorite part for me is definitely the part where they were so (laughs) mean they literally didn't care That's crazy. I would like sue them. They offered you some freaking soda instead of ice and still said you had to pay for it. Oh, man. She was so mad. I think we like almost sued, but it was not 
possible because it was literally a Lowe's or something, you know, because it was a huge company. True. That is so funny, man. Next up on the podcast, we talk about lawsuits. How to sue <laughs> Lowe's. <laughs> oh, man. That reminds me of one story, though. Like, uh, one time I was at the gym, and this was like last year, and I was just lifting weights, and then I was putting the weight back, and like, I was just tired from lifting the weights, and like, I just wasn't paying attention to how I was putting it back, and then... I didn't realize that like my finger was like between the nope, weight nope, 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 nope. and the bar, and this was like sixty pounds, and I just dropped it, and it just dropped it right on my finger, like busted oh. it open. It was no, terrible. I hate like, getting stuck, like your yeah. body stuck in something. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, it just like it just busted it, and then like, I mean, it hurt after after the fact, yeah. but like just like you know the moment of impact, it's like this weird euphoria. Yeah, like, I'm just like yeah. looking at it like wow, like this is messed up. You're like bro. wow, this is gonna hurt in a minute. Yeah, Ugh. I'm like this is messed up, and then like a minute later, like ah. There. I hate that moment actually of like before it hurts and like when you do it. That's like the worst moment for me because you're like, in like one second this is gonna be in the worst pain of my life. Yeah, I'm just like, why can't it just hurt now? Like you know, like it's giving me this weird like yeah, this that's weird so true. hope that it's not gonna hurt and then it just starts hurting. That's you know? so true. I never thought but of yeah. that. Yeah, it's just it's just a letdown. Always disappointing. You know that letdown reminds me of the end of our podcast. Wow. Wow, that's a letdown too. <laughs> Gotta mention actually just one more story. When I was a child, like, I love animals, but when I was a kid, I was attacked by a dog. And I feel like I've never really told people this, but it was, like, my grandma's dog, and it was a beagle, which shouldn't be, like, intimidating. But it was, like, a big beagle. Um, But it was, like, me and my sisters, we were, like, in my grandma's, like, backyard because there was, like, a cow pasture behind her yard. So we, like, hopped the fence, and we were just, like, walking around back there. And my grandma, like, opens her door, and she lets the dog out, and the dog's name is Lucky. And Lucky just comes, like, sprinting across the yard, it hops over the fence, but he lands on me. And I think he got so confused by the whole thing that he just started, like, attacking. Like, like my mom came running out. Like, she was so scared. Like, it just started, like, biting oh and, like, God. clawing me. And it was so bizarre. And I was, like, a child. And I was, like, what? Like, I must have been, like, like a toddler, like, three or four or something. And But I had, like, gashes, like, <gasps> all over the that's place. That's terrible. It's weird and you're not scared of dogs, to be honest. I know. I'm surprised I'm not either. Because that would, that's definitely, like, a... You yeah, know. Kelsey and I should right. be on the same level right now. We For should real? hate dogs. No, but I love it. But that was the one time like any animal has ever like turned on me. Wow. Oh, like, ever turned on me. Now they're all in great relationships with you. Sure. And I still love that dog. My mom was like, we should put it down. And I was like, oh. no, I love Lucky. Still alive? <laughs> no, it was long dead. Well, I said, yeah, kill that thing. Speaking of dead. The podcast. Chris is out here trying to shut this down, man. We having a good time. I'm, one more story. It can only be so long before I can't upload it, so. Oh, that's fine. Um. Well, it's been fun, yours. This has been sound advice. I'm Marcus. <laughs> I'm Kelly. <laughs> like I said. But seriously, that was a good podcast, guys. Oh, it's a good discussion. Um, stay safe out there, everyone. Yeah, stay safe. Stay vigilant. Whether you're in a scary movie or Richard Spencer's coming to your school. Or, or a dog's uh, dumping over the fence. Yep. Um, we appreciate you guys, though. Love you. Um, I mean, no love here. Wow. But uh, thanks for listening, like I said. Yeah. All right. Peace. Goodbye. Bye.